Hello beautiful people, I am Hadassah, the Mindful Wedding Officiant, Premarital Coach, Wedding Wellness Coordinator, Social Worker, Mental Health Advocate, and the creative behind Bow Beginnings. Each month we will explore interesting topics pertaining to wedding wellness, mental health, mindfulness, and how we can cope with major life events. The information provided in this episode is not a replacement for professional mental health services, but strictly for education to spread awareness and entertainment. Thank you so much for joining Mindfully Wed. So guys, grab your popcorn, your oils, your candles, your teas, and let's namaste and wedding care on to the next episode. In this episode, we will explore anxiety and how we can manage our anxiety as a bride or bride-to-be as she enters the nuptial journey. So guys, what do you think anxiety is? To me, anxiety is a response to a stressful trigger and within that response arises fear. Fear is your response. And the easiest way I can define fear is fear is um, false evidence appearing real. So in our mind, our mind, our body, we believe that it's real, but it's false evidence. Anxiety can be categorized in two major groups. We have normal anxiety, which is everyday anxiety, and then abnormal anxiety. And another way that we can say it is normal, normal anxiety is non-pathological anxiety and then abnormal anxiety is pathological anxiety. Normal anxiety is actually beneficial to the body because it's a clear indication that our nervous system is working and our body is trying to communicate with us. Normal anxiety serves, serves us well and it, and it tries to improve our functionality and well-being. And one of the ways that I love to explain it to my boys um, or anyone that I'm speaking to is that anxiety is almost like a traffic traffic light. We see red, we know to stop. We see green, we know to go. We see yellow, we slow down. So whenever anxiety pops up or any type of emotion, it usually is a clear indication that I'm not doing well. I need to address whatever it is in some healthy manner. But what, what gets scary or needs special attention is when anxiety's duration, intensity, and inc- frequency increases and it begins to interfere with our everyday functioning, such as work, school, education, home life. When we can't get up in the morning or we have difficulty doing our everyday routine because of anxiety, then it becomes chronic and we call that pathological anxiety. Now, I am a firm believer in the no shame, no blame policy. Girls, brides, repeat after me. No shame, no blame. One more time. No shame, no blame. When it comes to managing and seeking the help to address your mental health, there should be no shame, no blame. In fact, when you are sick with strep throat, stomach virus, a fractured arm, or you need something basic as cleaning your teeth, There is no stigma in finding the help to improve yourself, right? 
There's no stigma. You find the appropriate health healthcare professional to serve you in that capacity. Therefore, your well-being should be no different. Say it with me one more time. No blame, no shame. If you recognize that you may be experiencing pathological anxiety or your anxiety is causing you some concern, I encourage you to care for your body and mind by seeking professional help. And that can be anyone from a therapist, a psychologist, or psychiatrist who can support your wellness with therapy, medication, and holistic practices. So I love to talk to my brides um, and I love to find out after the process is done or even sometimes during the process being engaged, um, what are some of the stressors or your triggers that causes the anxiety and some of the um, topics that came up were finances, budgeting, and even if they have the budget right for the wedding, today's wedding can cost anywhere uh, from 30,000 to 50,000, 70,000, 100,000, and it, it just goes through the roof. And most of my brides, they do have the budget. They plan for this wonderful event in their life, but still there is a certain amount of anxiety or stress that comes with it. Um, so Finances and budgeting was one. Then we have setting boundaries with family members or friends. And we know sometimes, depending on the type of family unit we have or the family support, um, some of our parents or our in-laws can be a little overbearing and may cross our boundaries where they might think that the wedding is there. So then we have a clash of personalities, we have a clash of vision, and then sometimes boundaries are crossed. So I usually encourage my brides-to-be that you need to set your boundary from the beginning. You should respect your boundary and enforce it in a respectable manner. Um, sometimes boundaries are even crossed with the bridal party, and when that usually happens, it's because there, there might be poor communication. So poor communication is another trigger that may cause anxiety. You may not know how to address your the older adult or the older relative. You may want to be a you might be a people pleaser and want to please all your bridesmaids, and you just know how to communicate like, hey, we need to get all dressed together by such a date, and it's driving you up the wall. Um, another another trigger that was that was shared was the RSVP. Sometimes when the the guests are not replying, and you need to you know, move, you need to budget, you need to do your cake testing and figure out your budget for your meal and everything. And this is causing anxiety to the, to the brides. Um, sometimes just your busy schedule. I mean, we already live busy lives. Some of us are in school. Some of us have multiple business or side hustles and work life and family life. And then we have a wedding. So that can be a little stressful and then one bride mentioned to me which i find interesting because that was my first um when she mentioned walking down the aisle this just thinking about it gives her anxiety or increases her anxiety because she's thinking that she might fall she might rip her dress and there go there again we go back to fear which is false evidence appearing real it hasn't happened as yet but there is that fear that she's gonna fall and harm herself or her day just gonna turn 
go down the drain. So that's, that's the fear that arises when we have anxiety. So how does your anxiety manifest itself? How does it show up for you? And that could be normal anxiety and abnormal anxiety. Please leave in the comment box. Um, how does anxiety show up for you? And what are some of the tools that you use to manage your anxiety? Granted that everyone can't use the same techniques, but there's something when everyone shares, it, it takes out the stigma from it, especially um, women of color. And I just wanna pause there for a moment. For women of color, we sometimes we take on so many. I mean, women in general, we do multiple, multiple things. Um, but I just want to focus on women of color for a moment because sometimes we feel, and a bride shared this with me, because being engaged is such a happy moment, we sometimes feel guilty or there's some type of shame in even mentioning that I'm stressed out, that my anxiety is kicking in, that I may need some extra help. And I want to tell you, my, my sisters, I want to tell you women of color, brides of color, multicultural brides, and just brides in general, that there is no shame and no blame that you're not superwoman. We, in 2020, we are, we are breaking down, mashing down, tearing down those stigmas where people taught us to believe that women are super super power women superwoman i mean granted we have we do have some special skills but even superwoman needs a break sometime you need to take care of yourself and self-care is another way of self-care and i'm going off track but self-care is realizing that you need a pause that you need help that you need support so if you ever feel like your anxiety is getting out of control Please, please, I urge you to see someone, talk to someone, and find the appropriate help to get you back on track. All right, I'm off my soapbox, guys. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to um, encourage my my sisters, encourage um, brides to be that you. There's no shame. You're not. You're not being ungrateful because you've mentioned that you are having anxiety or any other um, conditions, that is just life. And both of them can exist in the same life. We just need a way to cope and we need a way to manage it. Um, so I like to describe anxiety like the old school stereo volume dial. You know, you can turn it way up loud, you can have it in the middle setting and you can put it in the very soft setting. So sometimes anxiety appears like that. If you turn it way up to the loudest volume, you know, we see someone, we may see a bride who is very expressive emotionally, emotionally, she may have anger outburst or be very, very weepy or have shouting matches. And you know, in the early nineties and even the thousands, um, you will see it glorified that behavior glorified where they will call this type of brides bridezilla guys is 2020 new decade we are not any bride zealous we are not glorifying this anymore instead we want to be chill brides right say it after me zen brides chill brides mindful brides that's what we're hoping for and so um sometimes the soft settings you might 
if someone has anxiety, you may see them being very passive aggressive. Sometimes they may have panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And then someone who is just in the middle, they appear very normal. You're like, no way that person is having anxiety. But deep down, they may be biting their nails, pulling their hair. Yes, pulling your hair and picking your hair. Your skin is something. Um, or they may have insomnia, sleepless, sleepless nights, sweaty palms. However, anxiety shows up, it is not it's not a set manifestation it is like i say it's very subjective and it shows up differently for everyone sometimes some people have um it may trigger um bowel what is it ibs where you you hear your stomach hurts and feel very nauseous so it's different for each person so again please let me know in the common um, comment box how does anxiety show up for you what are some of the tools and practices that you use to manage and cope with it so we talked about normal anxiety, which is everyday anxiety. And now we're going to discuss briefly types of um, abnormal anxiety or pathological anxiety. And another word for that is just anxiety disorders. There are a few anxiety disorders such as generalized anxiety disorder, social anxiety disorder, separation anxiety disorder, and phobias such as claustrophobia and agoraphobia. And I'm not going to go into details because I'm not about to do the DSM-5 right now. We will, however, talk about it in the next um, episode. But these are just some of the um, anxiety disorders that may pop up for you. Um, so with everything, there's a good effect um, and a negative effect. Or just, or I would like to just say there are effects. Anxiety affects us all on some capacity on some level um so for the person who has anxiety disorder it may just be an increased amount so i like to look at the person in four different categories the mind body soul and spirits and sometimes i put the soul and the spirit together but i believe that if you're going to heal someone if you want to take care of um creating a treatment plan or you want to move forward in your life that you can't just look at the physical part or the biological part of the person you have to look at their mind their body their soul and spirit and somewhere between the soul and spirit there's the social aspect of that person um so how does let's look at how anxiety affects the mind when anxiety affects the mind it releases stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol and especially cortisol when cortisol when there's too much let's say we're having an anxiety a type of anxiety disorder and there's too much cortisol in the body it leads to rapid weight gain your skin bruises very easily there's muscle weakness diabetes may arise and other health problems also the amygdala is gets overdrive gets on on overdrive and that puts the body in a constant fight or flight mode and as a result of that it affects the it affects your immune system yes it affects your immune system where it's constantly in the fight or flight mode and it weakens the body um, another way anxiety affects the body is rapid heart palpitations you know and rapid heart rate and palpitations and chest pains 
um, may run you the risk of high blood pressure, heart disease. So we have to be careful with that. Um, another way that anxiety may affect the body, it makes us very irritable. It brings on muscle aches, headaches, and insomnia. Guys, guys, so if you, if you observe any of these things happening to you, please make note, write it in a journal or somewhere, date it. So when you, when you go in to see, speak to your uh, professional mental health um, person or just your doctor that you have supported evidence to show this is what I'm experiencing. Another way anxiety may affect your body is your eating attitude. Sometimes when we are very anxious, we may eat a lot or we may eat little. And as a result comes the body image situation where we may not like how we look and we peek at it. And that leads to depression. That leads to feeling um, a sense of hope, hopelessness, wolf, being worthless and all this other stuff. So it's like one, it's like a domino effect. Um, anxiety, believe it or not, also affects our soul and our spirit. It robs us of our joy. It robs us very deeply because it puts us in that in that dark place, especially if it's chronic. It puts us in that dark place where we do not want to be seen or heard. Um, we find it very difficult to appreciate the loving relationships that we are in. And it makes it very challenging. Sometimes we have um, things set in place to to help us along the way. We may have yoga, we may have meditation, we may have going to church, attending small group services to help us. And then when we are in a very dark place because of our anxiety, it makes it very difficult to practice your faith or your spiritual work because you're physically tired, but also emotionally tired. And so what are some of the things? I don't believe in just telling you how anxiety affects us but what are some of the things we can put in place um after seeing a professional if you need that but what are some of the things we can put in our everyday practices to help us cope with anxiety and so i will not leave you hanging guys and neither should you please don't leave me hanging if there's something that you know if there's an article a resource link a person a place that you want to suggest um, to share with the community please let us know what works and spread the wealth but for me if I were to create my own individual um, support plan to help me with my anxiety or just to help anyone out here my first thing is try to use mindfulness I love mindfulness I'm not a guru but I just love it I love reading about it and trying to practice it in my life and mindfulness means to me is being present in the moment. So whenever there's a, a moment of um, anxiety, I encourage you to do some deep breathing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But try to breathe in, breathe out. Be aware of your environment. Be aware of the moment right now. Um, what the situation that is causing the anxiety we approach it from a place of non-labeling no judgment we do not label it whether it's a good event or bad a bad event that is causing our anxiety we just see it as an event as a situation as a circumstance two we recognize it we recognize the emotion that it that comes with the situation 
So what type of feeling? Is there, again, a feeling of fear? And we go to the root of it. What is causing it? Um, third, we can practice acceptance. We, and that means allowing your thoughts, your feelings, your urges to come and go without struggling with them. Right? So if you're feeling anxious, okay, recognize I am feeling anxious. Um, this is what is happening. Because the more we try to distract ourselves, and there's a time to, to, to use that coping skill. But sometimes when we distract ourselves, we think that we are avoiding the situation. We, we, are, we are avoiding the anxiety, but then we, we have to come right back to it. So again, be present, recognize the emotion, and accept it for what it is. There's a short um, little, how do you call that prayer? I think it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's my prayer every day, to recognize what I can change and what I can't. Lastly, we have one more tip, which is, um, let's see if we can find it is identify what's your desired outcome. So we recognize that, yes, I'm having anxiety issues. Yes, this is the emotion right now. I'm not gonna run away from it. I'm not gonna give a whole list of things that I should have done or could have done. I'm just gonna try to address it right now in the moment. But what is it that I want? What's the desired outcome? I would like to have peace. I like to be less agitated, less irritable. Okay. Then we're going to start putting things in place to achieve that outcome. So if that means going for a walk, if that means getting on the bike, if that means having a dance party, going to a Zumba class, then we're going to put this in our treatment plan and then we're going to try to do it regularly to help with the anxiety. And of course, apart from other things mentioned by our mental health professionals, this is just in addition to. So my brides, again, I encourage you to speak your truth. There's no blame and no shame. Being engaged is a beautiful process. It's a beautiful journey. It's a beautiful season. Um, but that does not mean you negate your feelings, your emotional health your mental health and i just want to encourage you to love you in everything to treat yourself with kindness to treat yourself with compassion there's this saying by deepak cobra every time you are tempted to react the same old way ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a prisoner of the future and if something is not working for you, if you try time and time again to do it in a certain way and you're not reaping the results, then change it up. Switch it up. Try something new to help yourself and help you on your journey to being healthy, mind, body, soul, and spirit. And so I thank you so much for listening to this episode. I've, it's been very nerve-wracking. <laughs> um, but I am so determined to share with you and receive from you 
Uh, so please subscribe from Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or on our website. And I'm deeply, deeply blessed to connect with you, my brides, my brides-to-be. I look forward to seeing you again on our next episode. Be good. Be mindful. Bye.